Don't you ever wonder about the way your life is going? Hmm? What do you mean by that? Don't you think deep thoughts or think about your dull life, like what's going to make you happy in the future? Have you set any goals? Do you think of those sometimes? Of course I think of those things. I'm very deep, you know. Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch each and every episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much yeah which i guess you're gonna be doing this week (laughs) oh yeah me too as we get through what i think is the most cogent argument against the premise of the series That's an exaggeration. Uh, no, it's really no. not. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, we're going to be watching episode 132 of Sailor Moon. We're into the supers season. Uh, and this is the perfect couple, Usagi and Memoru's love. And you've already heard her on the show. So please welcome our special guest for this episode, Amanda Redman. Welcome back. Thank you. AKA Sailor Ice Comet. Yep. Sailor Ice Comet. Yep. Hashtag Sailor Ice Comet. We've, we've had... We need, to, I think we should have like just an episode where it's just like a fanfic roundtable. Oh, yeah. With you, with some of our other guests. Yeah, let's do it. I'm totally on board for that. Maybe we could get Leanne back to, to moderate. Yeah. You know, we never, we never, I never actually finished sending you uh, the, the drawings of Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon like stuff that ended up in my comic that I used to draw. You sent me enough. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I want to see. When did you draw I, this? Well, this was a long t- time ago. It was back when I was in, I started it in high school. I did it in high school and uh, college. And I think we, we talked about the part where I was Jordite and there was Sailor Stupider and Sailor Goon and oh, all that yes, stupid stuff. Yes, yes. But we didn't talk about the part where Sailor Moon and the Tick ended up having a baby. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a thing that happened. Oh my God. Chibi Tick? So a lot of crazy stuff. Wait, it was, wait. I mean, it, Sailor Moon and the Tick had a baby and her name was Chibiusa. Oh, <laughs> some crazy stuff went down. Some okay. crazy stuff went down. In there. Oh well. And we also never talked about the part where I, uh, like, had a magical girl. The character of myself had a magical girl transformation in one of the sequences. <laughs> oh well. Someday we'll get to it someday. But you did. Uh, th- there was some coverage of you, uh, the magical girl Marvel comic that you wanted to do. And <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Christina Strain tweeted about the fact that we had pitched a uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy Magical Girl thing, and uh, it just shows you that apparently comic book sites don't listen to Sailor Business, but they do follow her tweets, because then all of a sudden it became a bunch of articles. <laughs> well, I mean, like, honestly, I like, it, it, when I was working for a comics news site, it was much more likely that I would be following a uh, creator on Twitter than listening to an editor Sailor Moon podcast. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yes, uh, she did talk about that. Magical uh, magical Guardian Star Lady. Uh, would have been very good. Uh, Amanda, we're supposed to talk to you, though. Sure. Um, 
we talked we went pretty deep into both uh your history of sailor moon and recent sailor moon updates in your life last week but do you have any other recent sailor moon developments in your life well you know we we talked about my fanfic for so long i didn't really get to answer the standard questions yes gosh you're right because i feel like i feel like of course because this is a (laughs) hardcore miracle romance episode we probably need to establish where i stand on that before we talk about this let's do that okay okay all right so i mean let me think what are the number one well the the first the, the first one is always your favorite scout though oh sailor venus Wow, and it is. And when you listen to this yeah, show, it is. Well, <laughs> like, well, let me reiterate: I am a manga stan. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it is because of the sailor, the uh, codename Sailor V manga. That's why she's my Which favorite. Makes perfect yeah, sense. yeah. That is literally why. And then, and then uh, later on, like I feel like at the beginning of the manga, like they weren't really sure what to do with Venus. And then mm-hmm. later yeah, on, the beginning, the yeah. middle. And then later the on, later on, ah. someone said. Later on, someone said, well, she's great in the Sailor V comic, so why aren't we just using her personality from the Sailor V comic? And then that's eventually what they, the, just the direction they went in with her. So she, so once they got to that point, she's really fun, I think, in the anime and the manga. But really, she's great because of the codename Sailor V comic, in my opinion. I totally... I feel like... Yeah. I feel like Chris hasn't been coming around, like because I feel like we've already been getting to episodes where she is fun and cool. And Chris still well, doesn't think so. Two steps forward, one step back with her. You know, yeah. we've had a couple where she was really fun, and then we've had a couple where she's, you know, the, like the last Venus heavy episode we had, she was just Usagi too. Yeah, and I mean, I do. I think that is a little bit more of a flaw in the maybe the '92 anime, just because of they love to play up like the way the characters are terrible people. <laughs> Uh there's a few sailor venus episodes like during what i would consider to be like the good venus era of the show where she still comes off as like really callous and like really crass and that doesn't it's not really the same feeling that she has in the manga and even so you're you're talking about she's just a sailor moon too i don't i don't read it that way i read it as yeah i think they're very similar but not i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no no go ahead well, I was going to say also that they 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 it's it's showing the two of them having this kind of like feedback together where that's when they when those two get together that's the stuff that they get into together. Yeah, in the manga they are like best friends. Is is what you need to understand. Like they have a lot in common, but I feel like Venus is a little bit she has more of a spunky determination to her that Usagi doesn't have. Well, it would it would be really good if the show would play up the yeah. fact that they do like feed off each right. other and like things get exponentially like more intense and and wild when it's Venus and Moon together, but it's really just like them together is no different from Sailor Moon by herself most of the time in this show. So but but again, I like the manga. I I love Codename Sailor Moon. Yeah. We've we've talked about it on the show. So I bid you no ill will for okay, having good. Venus as your favorite. Yeah, style. I mean the '92 anime. Just there's a lot of th- little things that they little changes they make with the characters that some of them play out really well, like the villains, and some of them kind of detract from how they are how they are in the manga. That I think is probably better. So it's a coin toss sometimes. Uh, so what do you think of uh, of the True Miracle Romance, <sighs> which is cookbook? Oh, cookbook, <laughs> of course. 
Uh, I'm into it. Uh, like I don't, but neither of them are really like towards the top of my my senshi rankings. I don't hate either character. I like both of them, but neither of them are like like in the group of my favorites. So I'm not like super into it, but I totally see it, and I am in support. So I I totally give Cookbook the thumbs up. I'm also I'm more into Firewood, however. I'm more. Oh, into well, that. again, yeah. Firewood is canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we had people once again we've had people tweeting at me about cookbook and being like that's that's just how girls are and um uh, and i don't like i mean look here's the secret we're playing it up for the show <laughs> it's all jokes it's just jokes except about crystals crystals really aren't real oh my god <laughs> I'm but, but also like i like i am I'm playing just, it up like I think there is it, it is definitely a case of confirmation bias. Oh yeah. Where once it has been decided it it exists. Also, I don't know if that's fair because we're talking about shipping here and shipping is always based on like stupid little things that are easily explained. Yeah. I mean, as you're being right. Platonic. Yeah. yeah, that's what shipping is about. So like yeah, the, like yeah, that's how girls are. But yeah, we're also engaging in fandom shipping here. So come on. Yeah, the uh, the <laughs> The, that's just how girls are argument is no different from jordan being like i think friendships are important in stories they are <laughs> uh-huh. oh, get out of here that's so, oh, you're making me sad <laughs> that's because friendships aren't important to me you know because apparently anybody you're friends with you're automatically having sex with apparently <laughs> yeah this is fandom this is how it works yeah like it, like... <laughs> Anyway, by the way, about, no sailor business fanfics on archive of our own. So I'm, I'm, Jordan, we just don't have chemistry, Jordan. Oh, I'm afraid. Wait, somebody well, did no, write see, one. That's that's then a reason to ship you because you don't have chemistry. Someone did send in one of that. Do you not remember that? At one point, they, they sent it in, but no one, no one independently of us asking no, has yeah. ever posted one. <laughs> what do you think of the real, real miracle romance, though? Okay, so. If we're talking about the 92 anime, I think it's terrible. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, I do. Because because Mamoru is not good in the 92 anime. He's unlikable. He's too old. He's not involved enough in the plot. He doesn't get enough characterization. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. However, if we're talking about the manga, which is the version of the story that I, I still legitimately like as a 30-year-old, I, I think it's really good. And really, that's because it's more of, like, the focus of the story in the manga. So, you know, at the expense of not characterizing the senshi, which is a legitimate complaint about the manga, it, the, the core romance that the whole story is based on is much, much, much better. Because Mamoru is better. He's less of an asshole. He's more involved in the plot. You know, she just devotes more time to building up that relationship so it really depends on like which version of the story you're talking about when it comes to that in my opinion okay and i think a lot of that is the difference between what naoko takeuchi wants to emphasize versus yeah. what say ikuhara wants to emphasize yes. Yes. ikuhara yes. has a different agenda yes ikuhara has the the horny old man working at an animation studio agenda who also wants to shove a bunch of gender politics into a story about a unicorn <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and also like also you know we've talked about the one of the reasons that venus suffers and mars suffers is because 
of the nature of having 49 episodes and memoirs to yes. fill. And memoirs. Yeah. And, and memoir. yeah. Because he's got to be a jerk for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, and you have to like, oh, we got to break him up at the start of this season. Well, you don't. Yeah, you don't. But- oh, my God. Uh, you're going to get me ranting because seriously, that is like some of the worst shit in this entire show is that breakup at the beginning of art is so bad. I honestly <laughs> think that's that's maybe the thing the show that's the worst thing the show does. Well, actually, yeah. let, let me let me point out, though, it's not at the beginning of art. It's halfway through our right when they finally got back together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are together for like one episode. And then it's like, oh, I got to break up with you. Do do you we have any other Rini. regular questions? Rini, thumbs up, thumbs down. Rini, it's the same situation with Mamoru. She's terrible in the 92 anime. She's really cute and really lovable in the manga. So I love manga Chibiusa. I don't care for anime Chibiusa. This is uh, well, she has she has been really good. She does get better. She gets she, way um, better. Well, yeah. until this week. Yeah, I was gonna say she has yes. been really good, but you might see in my notes the big capitalized line, fuck you, Rini. <laughs> Yeah, she's not good in this episode. She's going yeah, back. She's not good in this garbage <laughs> trash episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode is great because of how much we're going to have to talk about. It's going to really, yeah. really start some conversations, Chris. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's watch this yes. thing. No, no, no. Well, because I have, I have a Sailor Moon development oh, in my life. Oh, go for it. it. Uh, this past weekend, I went down to South Carolina and uh, helped my mom move out of her house. Uh, and was cleaning a bunch of stuff out of the house, uh, which is why, uh, in case you were wondering, it's why last week's episode was late, because it was a rather sudden thing. Uh, but one of the things I found, I found a bunch of my old stuff, and uh, I donated a lot of my old stuff to Goodwill, just, you know, took a box of it, including, like, my my middle school yearbooks, <laughs> which uh, I flipped through, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of, a lot of backhanded uh you both got a grass wait, for wait, old wait. christopher J. are you saying you donated your yearbooks yeah don't want them don't need them don't want why them. would no offense anyone why want would them? anyone want them you're the only person on earth who's going to want them if you don't want them throw them away if you look look if you want if for some reason you want a 1995 middle school yearbook i guess you know what someone some some someone's gonna make some real weird art project out of that yeah, yeah. It's like it's Jim Rug can go <laughs> grab a couple of those. Uh, I also uh, donated my very first Batman action figure, or not my first one. It was my first Batman the Animated Series action oh, figure. Okay, okay. Because uh, oh, my first one would have been a superpowers yeah, figure, which I don't have anymore. It's great. You squeeze their legs. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so if you want a uh, well-worn, much-loved combat belt Batman, uh, then then hit up the uh, the Goodwill. Uh, but I also found. And almost kept. Oh, I'm already Sailor that. Moon wall scroll. Why didn't you keep it? Because I'm 35. Yeah, that's nothing. I know. I know that's a bad argument when we're here to do the thing we're here to yeah. do. What was on it? The Scouts. How big? Poster size. So probably, what, 24 by 36? Like, oh, like a big poster size. Okay. Because yeah, I have yeah. like a small Sailor Moon wall scroll that I have in my office at work. I mean, I'm Googling Sailor Moon wall scroll, and it's probably going to come up. I've got two posters, actually. I've got a Sailor Moon S poster, the, just if we're talking, if we're sharing stories of, of posters. I got one from Sailor Moon S. And I actually have a poster from Sailor Moon Another Story that I got off of Japanese eBay. Oh. 
Yeah, it's actually uh, really nice. cool. I should have taken a picture. Maybe, maybe I'll. Yeah, post you it should absolutely take a picture yeah, of that because I'd love to see the. I'll post a, a picture on Twitter later. All right. So, which wall scroll is this? Uh, I'm looking for it. I haven't found it yet, but uh, I, I it was hanging over my bed uh, when you were over out. the head of my bed when I was a teen. Okay. And I I picked it up, and I was like, "Should I keep this? Should I hang this up in the office where I record Sailor Moon?" Of course, you should have. My God, I was like, "No, no, no, no!" Just a a bunch of Destros and uh, Batman's. That's fine. That's much more. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, (laughs) I have original art now. I know. I'm just giving you shit. Like I, I have like actual art <laughs> I know. of Destro, I know. and I even have a, I, I do have a Sailor Moon. I've got a uh, uh, Katie Skelly uh, Sailor Moon and Spider Man piece that I got from her at Heroes Con. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but the second thought that crossed my mind was, should I send this to Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> he did think of you. Yeah, I did, and then I didn't. Obviously, yeah. I send yeah. to you should have because uh, should... I was like. You should have kept it and signed it and sent it to one of our fans. Uh, well, you know, I, I thought about that, too. I really did. But I was like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't start doing this or else I'm not going to th- get rid of anything. If I can get rid of this, I can separate my attachment to material things. So this was uh, a big life moment for you. Yes. But if you do want a uh, circa 1998, probably... Uh, circa maybe 99 uh, Sailor Moon Wall Scroll, then by all means, start hitting up Goodwill stores in South Carolina <laughs> uh, and see what you can find. I actually can't find the Wall Scroll that I had. There's just too many of them. I'm trying to find yeah. the one that I have in my office. I'm not able to find that either. I mean, it's like, it's just like, it's all the scouts. It's it, the inner senshi. But like all the ones I can find like I are, are like Super S and have the outer senshi on them. Ah, uh, well, well, we'll figure so, it out. I moved, I, I moved past it, and then I came home and started putting together these little um, Sailor Moon guys, figurines. Guys, that if we have any fans in that area, go buy it and then send it to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it like a weird cursed object that not leave behind. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so with that, Jordan, any... Uh, any any new business, old business before we move on? No, I think that's about it. I want to get into this amazing talkable episode. Oh yeah, mm. I'm ready. I, like I don't even know if I'm we're going to do an episode summary or if we're just going <laughs> to discuss. Let's do Here it. Here we go. We are watching this week episode 132 of Sailor Moon. Which is called The Perfect Couple, Usagi and Memoru's Love, uh, was written by Yoji Inokido, uh, directed by Junichi Sato, uh, and originally aired on April 15th, 1995. And now you actually, uh, you told us something last episode that, that we didn't really discuss, uh, but it was fascinating to me. You said this was on during primetime. I didn't realize Sailor Moon was like a primetime show. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it was it was either Saturday nights or Sunday nights. I don't remember, and it came on at seven o'clock. So this wow. was like a this is a and it was like that the whole uh, broadcast time. It, it never changed to another night for the whole five seasons. <laughs> so it was a pretty. Uh, that's I think that's part of why it got so big because you know you just be flipping through the channels when you're at home on the weekend, home from work, 
and it would be on. So people watched it. This was a big show. I, I imagine it was probably Sunday nights because I believe, and this is in my experience with uh, Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, that uh, school is six days a week in right. Japan, right? And so I know that uh, the kid shows, the, the Tokusatsu shows, usually come on on Sunday mornings. Oh. And then are right. rebroadcast on like Friday night, it's like right. Friday evening the following week. Okay. Oh. Well, hold on. We can find out pretty easily. Uh, no, it's a Saturday. April 15th, oh, really? 1995 was a Saturday. There you go. I forgot we had that information. <laughs> but I just said. <laughs> Google. Uh, so, Jordan, I do not know the title of this episode. Really? Really. I, I, I made sure to not learn it so that we could do the bit. So the, the regular title, the Japanese title is A Couple Made for Each Other, Usagi and Momoru's Love. Yes, the perfect couple Usagi and Momoru's Love. Oh, is that what it... Am I looking at a different translation? Yeah, yeah the, 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 the one that's on Hulu, the Viz translation, is yeah. the perfect couple. Oh, well, that sucks. Is, why does that suck? Because that's what it's called. Oh, it's just called the perfect couple? Yep. <laughs> Cloverway showed up. Between, like, right before last week's episode, I was like, hey, you know these things have titles, right? <laughs> just use the fucking title. Stop calling it, like, Brain Drain or, <laughs> or Hamburger Helper. I don't know. That's what? not <laughs> close uh, enough. Guys, those are titles of, of fanfics. Uh, Hamburger Helper, the, the Sailor Moon episode. Let's write this. Come forth, okay. Hamburger on. <laughs> it's Burgerite. Come on. No, it wouldn't Burgerite. I know, would I know. General. I know. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, uh, okay. So there we so, go. So, all right. I'm going to start in on this. All right. So it's going to start. We're going to start by saying the 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 omniscient god of titles has already declared they're the perfect couple. So you can't argue with that. Okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I again, we play up a lot of stuff for jokes. I do not dislike the miracle romance okay. of the show as it is presented, but the thing about it is. If we are to buy into the premise of the miracle romance, the one they yeah. sing about in the theme song, yep. Yep. you cannot tell me one of these people is a child. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. A, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, okay, do you think, now, okay, look, before we get to the jokes about him being 45, <laughs> before we get there, because I know they're coming. Uh-huh. But before we get there, let's talk about like, from work show up. the actual. Ki- no, they specifically say college friends. Well, we're going to talk about all of this in detail because there's so much to say. But before we get to the jokes, he's so he's a college age guy and she's a 15 year old girl. That's I'm not saying that's excusing. That's awesome. No, that's still gross. Do you think that the age difference was the same in the Moon Kingdom? Hmm. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. It kind of had to be right. I'm going to go with yes. Why? I'm going to go with yes, personally. Because well, we know she's young. Yeah. Because Queen Serenity, well, I guess Queen Serenity looks young, but, like, she's immortal, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, she, well, Queen Serenity she, looks taller <laughs> than her. But yes, she that's looks the, like, I know that everybody looks the same in this show forever, yeah. but she does look the, like, when we see Sailor Moon, like, present day 1995 Usagi's Kino become princess sailor moon like when she the dress shows up she yeah. looks exactly like she did in the moon kingdom yeah 
And she looks basically the same in the future, too. Yeah, well, there's also that. Where she is also, like, never learns uh, hiragana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she doesn't look significantly different. So, I, I don't know. I think you could say, you could believe that they're not. But... Here's here's what I would say about this. Uh, if he was, the, if, if they had no age difference back in the Moon Kingdom, but... Uh, when they were reborn, all of a sudden they do have an age difference. Now that that th- for me, that would like throw into question whether all of the other reborn people are the correct age for the Moon Kingdom. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so like if all of the other senshi were also Princess Serenity's age, like is what I'm making this is what I'm saying making sense? Like, mm-hmm. no, that you think they all stick yeah, to the same, yeah, because otherwise, like. Why wasn't Jupiter born five years earlier or yeah. five years later, you know, or, or so I feel like it makes more sense that they all kind of got reborn to kind of keep the status Honestly, quo. Either way that I think about it, it's weird because if, if they got reborn to re- rebuild the status quo, then it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's sort of weird too. You'd think everyone being born at the same time makes the most sense. Well, I mean, like, look, this is, this is a part of the show that the show is not prepared to no. deal with no 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 because no. the whole Not thing is like oh she was a princess in a past life and when we see her you need to be able to recognize her so yeah. right but what matters now is that uh one well, of them Chris, is like clearly an adult yeah well, be your most generous self now. Okay. be your yeah. most generous he's self 19. for just a moment he's 19 19 he's in college okay but he's clearly well, although an adult even that even nineteen, he would that would probably put him at twenty now because didn't she yeah. already aged a year? She she's fifteen now. I would. But he used to be fourteen. I, is he twenty now? I think he might be because he. This episode also has his kohai, which is his his lower classman. Yeah. Like like Sauri is like in the year below him in university, so we know he is in at least a second year at university. I mean, I guess, but your first year you could be eighteen. Like I was eighteen when but I went to college. I guess that's true. I think I was 17 when I started college. I turned 18 while I was in college. So he could be 19 right now. He's 19 slash 20. Yeah. Yeah. And she she has recently turned 15, which, by the way, I did want to talk about that, too, because that means the first three seasons of the show happen in one year, (laughs) which is hilarious. (laughs) No, well, what happened, this is actually a fan theory that some people talk about sometimes, because the idea is that they, like, the first year of the show didn't actually happen. Like they got reborn and sent back in time after they we, We've died. talked about that. Yeah. The problem with that is that it didn't seem to, that doesn't seem to be the case for Molly and Melvin. I know it doesn't work perfectly for them. Yeah. And also like, well, I guess, I guess Greg doesn't show up in, in the first season. He shows up in R first, right? Yeah. 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 Or, or is he, does he show up in, in the Nephrite years? No, no, he's no, he's the re- he's in the Rainbow Crystal okay. mini arc. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's season one. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, so that all happens. <sighs> uh, but okay, okay. Clearly, all right, now we can start the actual very episode. clearly. If I'm being my most generous self, members, yes, please. Nineteen at the least, but is clearly an adult. Yes, he is. He is presented as mature. You have to grow up fast when your parents die that right. young. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you inherit all that money. Yeah, and you live on your own, and you drive a car, and you have a motorcycle. He used to have an Alfred, but I don't know. <laughs> he died too. <laughs> and also, keep in mind that they have previously met when Usagi is like three. 
True. Keep true. in mind that that very sweet moment from the R movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We could have a chibi so debating that if you really wanted to. You didn't think it was sweet? Oh, wow. No, no. I mean, that's another thing that people sometimes get into, like, you can talk about. Like, is that something that actually happened or was it some kind of vision? Yeah, of course I, it happened. No, I mean I'm not that that website we were talking about last last episode with Jupiter.com? No, Tuxedo um, <laughs> Tuxedo and Mask. He oh. he wrote an article about that and whether that is a thing that actually happened or if he it was like a vision or a dream or something. And he gets into the nitty-gritty details of like it doesn't make sense because she would literally be two years old when this was happening. Like she would yeah. be too young to even talk. I, I could talk when I was two. Like there's some details about that that doesn't make there there are no. some details about that situation that don't really make any sense. I think he might so, be slightly off in his math because I I think that had to have happened. Well, we shouldn't spend too much time on this. Yeah, okay. yeah. It had to have happened because <laughs> she gave him the flower, but whatever. Let's let's move on. Okay. We can all agree that there's a pretty bit like 15 yes. to 20 is a pretty yeah. significant gap. Yes, yes. yes. It is a it's, thing that we are all willing, I think, because we all like the show, right? And so it's a thing that we're all willing to gloss over, to ignore for the sake of of the show. We're, like we can accept, oh, they're destined moon lovers, so this is okay. That you know, the, like they 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 are monogamous for the next nine hundred years <laughs> until Sailor Pluto shows up and starts fucking everything up. <laughs> like there is like it's not a we we can at least. All of the problematic aspects of that relationship outside of the age difference, we we can ignore. Yes. Uh, and the age Usually. difference, we can ignore as long as it is not shoved in front of our faces by mm. having Mamoru act like his <laughs> yeah. co-workers are coming over and having yeah. Usagi act like a fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> She is well, she a acts, child in this she episode. She acts like a baby. Yes. Okay. So yeah. so let's 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 actually start it. So the uh, the episode opens with two people walking down the street. Um, and I, my first note was, "Who are these chumps?" Because it takes them way too long to get to who they are. Yeah. This is uh, Sayori and a guy whose name I don't remember. Kobayashi. Uh, Kobayashi Sayori and uh, Brony Frenzoni. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a nickname for Professor Snape. I should know before I start. <laughs> they're, they're walking down the street and they're going to Mamoru's house. And he and he's like, "Hey, Mamoru's house is probably going to be sloppy, right?" And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, because that's what men are like, you know, men." And she's like, "So you're so in other words, you're saying your house is sloppy?" And he's like, "Oh uh, no." <laughs> So Which, honestly, honestly, if they had walked into Memory's house and it was kind of messy and there was like a beer poster on the wall and like that that John Belushi in his animal house, College. like, yeah. all, like oh, if it at least looked like Memory was not like reading interior design magazines, <laughs> he paid. Listen, he paid somebody to, to make his house nice. No, I think that's all his choice because it's all <sighs> moonshine. That's all him. <laughs> so and so they say, uh, do you think he's gonna is he really gonna have his girlfriend come over? And so at this time, now here's the problem with these folks. They are not dressed like college no. friends. No, in they're my not. Opinion. They are dressed like business professionals. Yeah. Well, I, but again, I don't know if that's a Japanese culture thing. It, I hope it is. Because remember, we saw we saw Ikuko wearing uh, a suit. 
on a special occasion and carrying like a briefcase, but we don't have any evidence that Akuko had like a, a career outside the home when Usagi was born, but she was wearing like right. something nice for a, 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 a small, but relatively formal occasion. So I will buy that they could wear like suits and, and business suits. It does make them look like they are 45 years old visiting their coworker. Yes. I yes, mean, they, yeah. they, cause when it finally comes out that they're her, his college friends, I was like, what? Because I, I honestly, at first I thought, are they coming to sell him something? Like what <laughs> are they insurance people? And they're like, we need to talk. Like what is going on? They're just his friends. So they show up. He opens the door for him. They come in. Guess what? By the way, his apartment is pristine. Yes, no mess. No mess at all. Not even, he cleans up all the rose clippings, even. He has a comically large painting of Saturn and a galaxy hanging up next to his couches in his living room, framed. Yeah. Next to his tuxedo mask? Yes, he does have a tuxedo <laughs> yes. mask statue. I, I, when, now, I didn't really think about this poster like he before. He has framed pictures of the moon. Yeah, that's true. And a <laughs> little model of the moon. moon. A couple of models of the moon, in fact. Um, well, I didn't think about this picture when I saw it, but looking at it, it is pretty preposterous because you're right. It it's like huge. there's Saturn, there's another planet, there's another planet in the distance. Oh, and by the way, there's the Milky Way. And it's like, wait, so you're just throwing a bunch of space shit into one picture? Like this yeah. is <laughs> He has framed the side of a van, is what it is. <laughs> it's the van that ran his parents off the road. Um <laughs> So, so they come in, uh, and they're, yeah, they're commenting on how, how clean his place is. And yeah. no. And then here's, what's fucking insane from, from jump street. They're like, they have come over here with the express goal of meeting Memoru's girlfriend. Yes. So, so but, I don't think he knows this, but yes. Well, it, no, he he does because uh uh well he invited her for he sure. He invited her. Yeah. Tony Frenzoni uh asks like are we really going to meet your girlfriend today? Which implies that like he has said, "Oh yeah, you can come over." Like Usagi's coming over. Like we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. All hang out. They um, think he thinks that his girlfriend is from Canada. Like he does not think that Memoru yeah, has a girlfriend. Fake. By the end of this episode, to jump ahead, neither like like uh, Kobayashi does not believe this is his girlfriend. He believes it's a joke because a child comes in by the end of the scene. But the end, well, no, like for the yeah. rest of the episode. And honestly, uh, 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 Sayori, uh, Sayori, is that her name? Yes. Uh, was it that? Yeah, I think so. Sayori yeah, does Sayori. too. None or Sayori, maybe. Neither of them think that Usagi is his girlfriend because not the, for the very rest of the idea is preposterous to them. No, yes. okay. No, no, okay. You're getting ahead of things. You're getting Sayori, ahead of things. Sayori well, believes it by the end of it. She knows what's up. Wait. Also, we'll we don't care about what we don't care about whether Kobayashi believes it or not, because he's just a like a fuckboy. Who cares? Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, so what happens is he freaks out. The same as when Andrew, the same as with Motoki, uh, when Memoru mentioned something and Motoki was like, what, am I going to date a 14-year-old? And Memoru was like, I have dated two this year. (laughs) Yes, it is gross and weird. Yes. Yeah, yes. So what happens is uh, Kobayashi starts looking around and he's eyeing this beautifully pristine apartment. And he's like, there's no pictures. And he's like, what do you mean? What? Why? Where are the pictures of your girlfriend? Like we said, he does not believe in this girlfriend. Yeah. And then Memora's like, oh. Which made th- me think that maybe uh, Umino's 
uh, big poster sized portrait of Naru was something normal before we all had phones <laughs> with a million yeah. pictures on them. No. Or maybe in Japan. I don't think it is, but it's not. But but regular pictures of like a picture of you and your girlfriend out at the amusement park riding this the kitty train. Your girlfriend that you have been dating for <laughs> one to three years. Yeah, depending on how you look at it. As Mamoru goes to the door to answer the door. Uh, there's a private conversation between these two, and, and Sayori goes, why, why are you freaking going on about this girlfriend thing? He's like, I'm asking for you. And he's, she's like, what? And he goes, I see the way you doll yourself up for whenever we hang out with Mamoru. And she is yeah. totally embarrassed. So clearly, she has a crush on Mamoru. Because who wouldn't? Well, he's a very handsome, tall gentleman. Also, can we stop and take a moment to analyze the fashion here? Because oh, please, yeah, it's ridiculous. Brony, what what was the name? What was the name? Brony Frenzoni. Brony Frenzoni is wearing a lime green suit. A double-breasted, double-breasted lime green suit with golden buttons and, and <laughs> a white vest. vest. Yeah, a white and vest a, and a purple pinstripe shirt, no tie, no buttoned tie. all the way up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. He looks ridiculous. Sauri is dressed like reasonably. Well, yes, again, but what yes. he's wearing is Sorry, insane. Sauri is dressed like the receptionist at a funeral home. Yeah. What? See, I feel like she is dressed reasonably to go to work at like an a bank, yeah. like yes. not to go visit her friend. <laughs> also, I do want to point out uh Sari's haircut is bad. She yeah, does not great. she does no, not she needs yeah. to fix that. Like yeah, she, she does not need those bangs. Yes. It's it's yeah, it's really rough. Yeah, I don't like it. But I do like that um Kobayashi <laughs> um, you know uh how you know the first Iron Man movie? How Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story is uh uh Jeff Bridges little sidekick guy? Yes. Uh and you know how like he also has like you know Jeff Bridges has like a shaved head and Peter Billingsley's character also has a shaved head? Yes. Okay, like the the it never comes up in the movie, but the idea is that like Peter Billingsley character Peter Billingsley's character wants to be like Obadiah Stane. Like Obadiah Stane's like his mentor, and so he's like trying to like be him and imitate him. If you look at Kobayashi, Kobayashi has like the supercuts version of Mamoru's haircut. And I think that's hilarious. And he's wearing something absurd, so he's also trying to mimic his fashion sense. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. he just needs like four t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. He already is wearing too many tops. So so the doorbell rings 26 times. Yeah. The way a child would <laughs> ring know, a like, like an adult would ring a doorbell? Mamoru gets the door, and when he walks back in, he literally has Usagi and Chibi Usagi clinging to his hands like a pair of children. I mean, yeah, there's no has, other way to say it. He has a he has a child, and then also Chibi Usa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And this is the start of a scene where Usagi is presented as a fucking infant nope. to the point where Sayori and Kobayashi but, don't believe, like, yes, or just like, oh, but, he just calls them, his, he just calls these children that he hangs out with his girlfriend. Yes, but you know. she's clearly got a crush on him. But, 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 I totally, you're right. But, much like the Venus thing we were talking about, this is just yeah. what, what she brings out in Usagi. This is what Rini brings out in her. This is how she acts you know how it is there are people who make you act more childish than others i would argue this is not just a flaw with the 92 anime because they kind of make usagi to be a little bit more of a dunce than she probably is really supposed to be but it's also a flaw of like just super s in general because it's bad and dumb (laughs) 
So I do kind of agree with you, but it's it's like part of a bigger problem. I don't know if it's necessarily this episode's pro- like fault that this it, is going on. Th- this episode is presented in a way where you can't help but see Memoru as an adult and Usagi as a child. Totally. Yeah. And yes. I think that like and again the, it's the fucking premise. It's the name of the theme song. Yeah, but you it's know what? I think I don't think that's romance. what they're going for. And listen, I I I agree I with you. I don't think it's what they're going for, yeah. but I think they've done it, and I think it makes it makes it impossible to gloss over. It makes it impossible, like because we've because for 130 episodes, you can defend it. You can be like, okay, this is this is destiny because <laughs> we know that destiny is real. We know that fate yeah. is real. Yeah. Reincarnation yeah. is real. This is a thing that is happening. And <laughs> and e- even if Usagi gets drunk <laughs> at 15 at a college party, which fucking happens, yes. it's a lot easier because she is still like, we still know that Usagi is at the very least a person with adult responsibilities in that she is a person that has to save the world she has to essentially go to war that makes that makes her and her relationship with Mamoru easier to take despite the very obvious flaw that is built into I mean, at the very you, least the anime you've literally yeah, just yeah. described the arc of the episode though no no that is literally the arc what of the episode is cuz Usagi spends the episode trying to decide between two toys. Yes. No, listen. The- toys. Uh, Chris, which is Chris. the best scene in the episode, Chris. by the way. You, first of all, Chris, uh, you're right. Uh, how old are you? Me? Yeah. 35. When was the last time you bought a toy? Uh, well, I mean, I'm currently playing with these Sailor Moon figures. Yeah. I know. I know yeah. you are. Uh, well, I guess the last time I bought a toy was when I got this Captain Picard at uh, Heroes Con. Yeah. In, yeah. in June. Yeah. Exactly. I'm saying this this episode is not trying to say this one's an adult, this one's a child. It's trying to – and listen, again, I'm not defending that. Like, if you're in college, you shouldn't be dating a middle school girl. And if you're in middle school, you shouldn't be dating a college boy. Please. But, but, in the, but like you said, once you're in this show, you have to buy that concept. You have to be okay with it. Yeah, you have and to. Then, okay. And then this episode is trying to say she's being embarrassing. She's being – Childish yeah, and embarrassing. That's the point. That's the point is that she's embarrassing him. There that is, is that is the point. There is a difference between being immature, yeah, and and in the way that I think Usagi is, and Usagi acting exactly like an eight year old. But that's all. But that's always the case. That, Chris, this is what Rini brings out in her. Yes, that's her character. She's I always think... immature, and when she <laughs> argues with Rini, they act like babies because yeah. that's just what they always do. I mean, that's look, that's another thing that I don't like about the show, but that's an ongoing problem. But like, I, I still, if we, if you read a Superman comic, <laughs> right? If you read a Superman comic, you have to buy the premise. You have to be like, okay, a man can fly and he wears a cape and he's from a planet called Krypton. Right. A bad Superman comic is one that goes, is one that goes, why does he wear a cape? That's stupid. No, that's not happening. That's not happening. If anything, uh, it, no, that's the opposite of what's happening. You have to, if you watch a Sailor Moon show, you have to accept that they are meant to be together. And this is people going, "Wait, really? They're meant to be together?" And the answer is, by the end of the episode, yes. You can, no. Look, okay, I hold agree. on, hold on, hold on. We're forty-five minutes in. We need to, we need to keep going here. <laughs> We're getting stuck. Okay, I mean, look, we can, We're we can discuss stuck. this at the end. I think <laughs> yeah. I made my case. Like, the short version of my point is this: Please. they could do this episode without infantilizing Usagi to yes. the point that they do. 
Agreed. Completely agreed. And I say, I would say, therefore, read the manga because it's better in the manga. <laughs> it wouldn't be as funny because, like she said, some no, of the best scenes are, are. It would not. Yeah. Childish. Usagi comes in. Usagi comes in, and she and Chibiusa are both hanging off Memoru. Yeah. Then uh, Memoru takes. Me- <laughs> Which, by the way, these assholes also don't know that he's her daughter. Oh, no. So they just think she's some fucking neighbor kid. Who is this kid? Yeah. He goes to the couch and Chibiusa sits, <laughs> sits on his lap in a very weird way. Like, does not sit on his lap because he's got his legs, like, spread. Like, he's manspreading a little bit. So she's sitting on his crotch is where she's sitting. And then he's saying, that's where I sit. <laughs> You're right. This scene, if this scene existed in any other show, I mean, again, I, I'm watching a lot of SVU right now. This could be the opening to an episode of SVU. A hundred percent. We cut back to we cut back to Kobayashi and Sayori, and her eyes are like tiny, and his eyes are tiny, and they're like they've got the embarrassed sweat drops, and. Chibiusa is going, why are you even here? I just come by I just come here by myself all the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is if I heard if I heard a <laughs> if I heard a child say, I come here all the time and sit on his lap alone, unsupervised by any other adult, that like, you leave. You at the very least you gotta go. Um and so then, so then Kobayashi's like, oh, I th- thought when you said we were meeting your girlfriend, and then Yusaki's like, yeah, 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 Mora's girlfriend, uh, and she's about to say it's her, when Chibi sticks her fingers sticks up her both fingers of her nostrils her <laughs> and goes, I'm his girlfriend. And I also, like, they also, like, Memoru has to, like, introduce them, which is the first time they notice that there are other people there. Yeah. And, after, yeah. And, which again is like a really, and then they like have to do their formal like you know konnichiwa uh, greeting, uh, which is again it's like super childish. Oh yeah, yeah. This is again. This is this is the badness that the point of the scene is that she's being embarrassing right. and they can't believe that this is his girlfriend. Also, That's if the there point. wasn't enough sex, weird sex stuff in this already, we then get a shot of Usagi's feet being tickled. So it's something for everybody <laughs> in this world. I don't remember seeing that. I believe it. So then, so then they 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 offer them cake. Um, from oh, from this, this is actually the thing I legitimately enjoy in this episode. The name of the cake place that they have gone to is Cake Cake. <laughs> Was it cake cake or cake cafe? It was, it's cake. No, it's cake cake. Okay. It's cake cake. Great, delightful. Love it. So, so he offers her a cake cake cake, and she they all start eating cake, and then they're like, "So, how old are you?" And her answer is disgusting. Her answer is, "I'm a blossoming fifteen years old." Uh... Who would say that? <laughs> Just to make sure, before I dial the last one in nine one one, how old are you? Fifteen. Oh, okay, dial. No, no, not fifteen. A blossoming fifteen. Yeah, I- I'm fifteen, but Memory says I have a very old soul. Oh God. And then, and then, fifteen. You say? No, his response is even weirder. Yeah, because he goes fifteen. You say, uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, what does he say about being fifteen? It's a good it's age a, to be. It's a good age, and here's why. Uh, your dreams and love start now. Cool. She also has uh, cake frosting all yes. over her all face. All over her face. And she replies and she to that, this. yeah, I guess they do. 
but I have the love part covered with Mamo. Uh, she again. She has fucking. She has shoved cake into her face, and she she can be. She can be younger than he is without being a fucking baby. No, she's acting embarrassing, and she and again, I think that she, yes, she acts immature for fifteen, let alone yeah. for an adult. But she always does. She cries on uh, at everything. You know, she always is like she this. was having a temper tantrum over not eating lemon cake a few se- yeah, episodes remember? ago. Down on the floor, <laughs> kicking her feet, which, which is fine. No, it is not. No, it's not. Listen, no, it's, not. Listen, it's fine because the context of that scene is that she's around her mother, which it's okay for her to be presented as a younger character uh, than her mother. No, that's logical. I, when she's presented as a, a baby next to an adult, Chris, like th- there's a different context in this episode, guys. Chris, tell that to me when your 15 year old slams his body on the floor and kicks his feet and rides oh. around crying. Jordan, about at the very least, you will have a 15 year old before I do. I know, I know, <laughs> and I will tell you if he is throwing baby tape temper tantrums at 15, it will be very upsetting. Yeah, of course it will. Right. But, like, again, there's a different context in that scene. Yes, but but she's a consistent character throughout the series. Th- well, that's not true. <laughs> that's very untrue. Except she gets possessed with her own future soul self. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, um, so then things take an even they, – they all think that's really funny, by the way. They all laugh about, oh, ha, 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 yes, his love, yes. Then it takes another weird turn because all of a sudden – Remember, remember he goes, no, we are really dating <laughs> – it's for real. <laughs> All of a sudden, Chibi goes, Sari, what are your intentions for Minamoru? Like, she realizes this girl's a threat. Everybody in the room is uh, is freaked out by this. Uh, and she's like, yeah. no, we're just friends. We ju- we've, been fr- we've known each other since high school. Yeah. Okay. And, but she, but she, I'm age appropriate. I'm age appropriate. what she might as well say. Chibi gives her death glare. Um, okay. Anything else cool happening in this scene? No. We we come oh, from no, there. Wait, 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 wait. We, no, something important. Oh, yes. You guys are skipping yes, something that's important. Sowery Sowery wants to be the first female police commissioner. Which she says should that. Not be that possible. comes up later. Which yeah, which yeah. here's my question. Isn't the police commissioner in codename Sailor V? Yeah. Isn't isn't the woman who's got a crush yes. on Sailor V the commissioner? Yeah. Yes, not but canon, however, apparently. remember this is the ninety two anime, so Sailor V's backstory in this is that she was in London for like a year so like she doesn't have the same backstory yeah i I wrote that down she's not canon apparently that's a real bummer yeah yeah although that is also a uh that is also a extremely grown woman who seems to be uh very in love with a 13 year old at least she doesn't know she's a 13 year old yeah there's also a lot more cut like that relationship as far as i know is unconsummated Yeah, it's more of like a fangirl kind of thing. Hey, w- yeah. w- uh, 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 remember just two episodes ago, we saw how innocent Memoru is that he doesn't take advantage of his girlfriend. Remember when she was like all, hey, I want you to warm me up. And he was like, I'll make you some cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> we did see that. We have, we have also seen other episodes. Though, Jordan, nope, is the that's, it. That's, that's all the evidence we have. So speaking of coincidences, as we always do on this show. Mm-hmm. We cut from a shot of Sayori to an identical shot of Sayori in a photo where we learn she is this week's target. Yes, for no reason. Cause, like, cause no again, reason. Again, everyone, you know, everyone looks the same on this show because they, like they all everybody looks the same. But Sayori has bad hair. Let's just let's just say that Sayori's got bad hair. She is not uh she is not the beauty 
that we have seen uh, them going after before. She's no Akuko. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you. Um, I actually watched the English dub for this episode. Oh, yeah? You haven't done that yeah. in a while. Oh, I haven't, and I'm sorry, and I'm acting sorry. But um, but I watched this one. Um, the, it was pretty similar. It was kind of astonishingly similar, uh, considering the subject matter. Somebody must have come in two episodes ago and, and been like, let's just do, let's just do the, the show. Let's just do it like, yeah. like the show Guys, is. Guys, why are you making changes? You're actually giving us more work to do by telling us to change a bunch of stuff. Let's just keep everything the same. Yeah, yeah. And it's then somebody a- else was like, are you sure? Because this is about a 15-year-old <laughs> dating a 45-year-old man and his friend pointing out and being cool. <laughs> Which again, we know in the universe of the show is not normal because Motoki says it. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. normal. It, yeah, no, you're but, right. But again... Destiny and reincarnated moon lovers are not normal either. I'm willing. I'm I'm willing. Okay, I feel betrayed by this show because I feel like I'm willing to meet this show halfway and this show is not willing to meet me. No, it wants you to keep coming over the line. Yeah. (laughs) Come further over the line, Chris. So so they decide they're going to go after Sayori uh, and Tiger's Eye kisses the picture, which is weird. He's gross. Uh, And then we cut to a toy store, which is called. We're going fast. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. Which is called Fancy Goods, Papa Rapa Papa Papa. Yes, yes, that is absolutely accurate. Uh, super weird. I want to shop there. Now, well, they have fancy goods. Yeah. Papa uh, Rapa. And then Us- Usagi is uh, the, your, your your favorite episode, I guess. Uh, Usagi. Oh my god! He's trying to decide I love between this episode. two uh, two. Stuffed animals. Yes. Because she only has enough allowance for one. Yes. You know, like allowance. a child yes. does. Right. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't get paid for Sailor Mooning. Sailing Moon. Oh, sorry. Yes. That makes way more sense. So this is this this is a great scene because it's hilarious. Because again, yes, this is Yusagi at I don't want to say her most childish, but it's up there. <laughs> and she's trying to decide over what what adorable toy she's going to buy, uh, which again we can all relate to, Chris, <laughs> because we no, all I, buy like, toys. I didn't. I didn't make a choice because I'm an adult and I I have a job. So you just buy all the and toys. I just said <laughs> I want that Captain Picard figure, please, <laughs> and I gave him two dollars. It was a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I love the, I love this scene because I feel like this scene is like just so Usagi. Yeah. Like, like she is this ridiculous person. She, that is who she is. She's this ridiculous person who rings the doorbell 50 times, who cries when she doesn't get a piece of lemon pie, and, and who who thinks these hideously ugly stuffed animals are cute, oh. and she can't decide which ones. I mean, it's like cute ugly. You know what they I mean? They are gross. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> what? They're cute because they're, they're really super ugly. But like, they have that's giant what makes buck them teeth. Cute. Yeah. Like, I, I just... That's what I really like about the scene because it's so her, and you can't do this with any other character in the show. I, like, not even Nina would would be doing. I this. agree with do you. Do you know what I mean? Without yeah. the like, I think the scene is fine without the context of the previous scene and without Kibiusa, yeah. who is no. This is what makes the scene amazing. Even though this is why I wrote down <laughs> "fuck you." Who is charitably eight years old? Going, is this how you want to live your life? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is the this is what prompted me to write "fuck you" reading because yes, she just she literally goes like, what what is the actual line she says? Let's see, something like, "Do you wonder? Don't you wonder about yourself sometimes?" Uh, yeah, she says, uh, she says, "Don't you wonder about yourself sometimes?" 
Don't you wonder yeah. about yourself sometimes? And Yusagi's like, what? And then she's like, you know, Wait, is this how like, I want to live my life. She's or like, she's really like, don't you ever worry? Now. She's like, she's like, don't you ever worry about this? And she's like, yeah, I worry sometimes. Like right now, I can't decide which one of these two dolls I want to buy. That's really right. stressing me out. <laughs> Yes. And then again, that's roughly what it says in the in the original dub. They don't do it literally word for word, but they're like, they have her be like, you know, yeah, yeah. Don't, do you, don't you ever think like deep thoughts? Don't you ever think about like me- meaningful things? Um, and, and you're a fucking child. It, fuck you. Fuck you. You don't know anything. You, I've seen you do some real dumbass shit in your time, Chibi. That's what that's what Yusagi should have been saying. But. Yeah. Instead, she just goes, no, I just want to know whether I should buy the hippo or the and then or the uh, and then Chibi walks out and spins around and gives her like a finger gun and goes. And by the way, I don't think they're cute, which is great. Like, it is my favorite moment of the episode. That and Kate. Yeah, it's hilarious. Qualities. It, it, and then and Yusagi is uh, doesn't buy that shit. She doesn't believe no, that. She's just she going to stand here for the next 10 minutes trying to decide between these two stuffed animals. So then Tiger's Eye shows up. And uh, refers to Sayori as his little honor student pigeon, which is also creepy. <laughs> yeah. This episode's a lot. I think we can all agree this episode's a lot. Oh, yeah. So so many of oh, these episodes are just too much in very many ways. This part, uh, this part is this when he, yeah, so she's waiting by herself and he comes up and starts speaking English to her. He disguises himself as a foreigner. And his English is great. It's pretty bad. Um, in the dub, he's French, so he has a, a, a ridiculous French accent. Although, part of me thought it sounded a little Tommy Wiseau-ish, which was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, and I like that she also answers him in English. And then he immediately starts speaking Japanese. What time yeah. is it now? I will point out, however... What's great about his when he starts speaking in Japanese is that he's affecting like a, a strong American accent in Japanese. Oh, really? That's yeah, very good. yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, God, yeah, wouldn't have done that. Talk about his clothes, Chris. You love talking about clothes. Oh, I, I you know I actually like this outfit. You talking about well, really? You want to yeah. wear it? Or? <laughs> Banner over here. <laughs> <laughs> My dude is rolling up, looking like Caesar Romero. Yeah, yeah. In a uh, like a, a nice like reddish purple suit and a green shirt with a tie and then a, a belt with a is like the belt has like a small white stripe behind the buckle, but just there, nowhere else. It's a good look, and he's got Harry Potter glasses on. It's pretty ridiculous, and the the, the shirt is like neon lime green. It's not even just lime green. It's like the brightest green we've seen on the show in our history. Yeah, it's it's very green. I this is not like this is this isn't as bad as Kobayashi's outfit. For sure. Mm. Oh no. Yeah, it's it, well, here depends on what you mean by as bad. Like yeah. If I had to wear one of them, sure, I'd wear this one, but I would f- still feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. no, I think you could pass this off as high fashion. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? Nowadays, nowadays you probably could. You could you could wear this that, at the club. That's probably true. Yeah. Also, his tie has stars on it sometimes. Yes, it does. forget to draw them. He starts oh, no. crying uh, when he hears what time it is because he he was supposed to meet his guide and his guide is not here. So how is he going to get to a, a restaurant without a guide? Again, speaking conversational Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. And then he realizes all of a sudden how beautiful she is. And oh, my God, you're so beautiful. You have to join me for dinner. Uh, and she's like, 
uh, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody. And then he starts breaking down again, crying and, and pulling at his hair. And then Memoru shows up and she goes, uh, anyway, bye. <laughs> it just pictures him. That's two for two. He is striking out. Uh, then we cut to a dream sequence, which is kind of amazing. Yes, it's awesome. It's, it's going to be revealed to be Chibi's dream. So good. And he's like, he's like, go away, Usagi. I'm in love with Sayori now. Memora, Memora says like, yeah, Memora says this. And he's like, look how in love we are. And he's like holding her and like rubbing her head. Yes. I need a gif. I need a gif of that. <laughs> so that is good. so funny. The way she's, the way he's doing that. <laughs> It's so funny. Yes, yes, the circular rubbing. (laughs) And and Usagi is... I don't know if it was like this for you, but I thought up until the end that this was uh, Usagi's nightmare. Sure, absolutely. But it turns out to be Chibi's because Chibi realizes... Because here's how time travel works again. She's going to back to the future herself. Yeah. And if Chibi... If Memoru and uh, Usagi don't marry then Chibiusa will never be born. Also, her entire timeline will collapse. But, you know. This is the first time that we've ever seen indication that she actually understands this, though. Because, like, again, she's constantly talking about how much Usagi sucks and how she shouldn't, she should leave Memora alone and, and she should be with him. She should be with uh, yeah. her instead. Oh, you mean like like 10 minutes ago in this episode? Yes. So this is the first time that that it's like, no, you do understand that she's your fucking mother and you need her to have sex with this guy. Yeah, usually she doesn't really act like <laughs> Usagi is her mother. No. So to hear, to see her stressing out about this now suddenly, it's kind of new. Yeah. That's a new thing for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So did, did she? Do you think she just realized it, or do you think she that known the whole time and she just is noticing it's a problem right now? Maybe it's something she came to appreciate more, like the last time she went back in time, and then but when she came back, since since I think we've all agreed that she like stayed in the future for maybe a couple of years oh, yeah. and then came back. Yeah, maybe that came with her little stay back at home. Like she finally fully appreciated that. Yeah, these are actually her parents. You can't just treat them like they're not necessarily your parents. Remember how there was a whole fucking arc about how she was gonna find out Usagi was Sailor Moon? Yeah. yeah. This show's real yeah. bad sometimes. The pattern seems to be the, ep- the seasons with Rini in it most are the worst. Uh, so she is following Memoru and Sayori and ends up running into Brony Frenzoni uh, and that is our act break. Jordan, how can people support this show? I'm Um, so tired. I'm so exhausted by this episode. Well, what they can do is they can go on to Patreon at patreon.com slash sailor business, and they can sign up to support our podcast and simultaneously the Xena Warrior Business podcast, which they should also check out, for any amount from a dollar on up per month. For a dollar a month, you become one of our loyal patrons, we will thank you on air. We will be very, very, very happy that you've done that. For $5 a month, you can sometimes get some bonus 
audio. Like we get cut stuff. Um, so uh, let, uh, later in this episode, let's try to say something really, really awful and offensive that gets cut so people can have something to listen to. What? What's <laughs> even more offensive than the content of the episode? <laughs> My God. Um, and for $15 a month, for $15 a month, you sign up for us for $15 a month for – one month or more, and you will be given a sailor business pin. I'm not sure if we're still sending out the last year's pins. I don't think we are, but we will have yeah, a we new are. pin. We've, we still got them. Do we still yeah. have them? I thought, I thought Jake said he was, he was almost done sending no, them. No, Jake's, Jake's got plenty of them. Okay. Because I, I, uh, I think we got 100 in that initial order. But, and we still have some, as far as I know. So, so there's still some of those, but we also are going to be making a new pin uh, for the new year. We're not going to tell people what it is yet. It's going to be great, just like last and, year's was. And honestly, we have not decided. So if you have suggestions, let us know. Uh, yeah, that's true. I didn't want to say that part. but <laughs> You know what I would love? I don't know if you could do this as a pin, but maybe something in the future. One of my favorite things in Sailor Business is how you guys call Neo Queen Serenity uh, the eternal god queen of the universe. Uh-huh. That is one of my favorite little phrases from the show. So I don't know if everybody loves that as much as I do, but I don't know if there's any chance of there being t-shirts again in the future or anything else that that can be used I do with, miss the t-shirts, I, I'll tell you. I would love if you guys did something with that because it's hilarious. I do miss the t-shirts. That t-shirt, t-shirt yeah. club was pretty awesome. That would be the, uh, that would be the kind-hearted girl genius of, uh, of, the, of Queen Serenity. Eternal God, eternal God of the universe. universe. So listen, if you guys would be so kind as to sign up for Patreon and support us there, we'd we'd be thrilled about it. And we would be very thankful. Um, I don't think we have anybody to thank today because we record two episodes at a time. No one has backed us within the past hour. Yeah. So. <laughs> but thank you to all of our patrons at the same time because we love you all. Yeah, the, thank you for continuing your support of the show. Um, we've uh, finally like cleared a thousand dollars a month, like for us consistently. Uh, very terrified of uh, tax season coming up, but we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. But thank you to everyone for continuing to support the show. It does make us feel good and makes it uh, feel like we're doing something that people enjoy. So, uh, thank you. And, you know, honestly, if, if, you, if you're just listening to the show and telling people about it, that's a good way to help us out, too. We do have some Twitter questions we can answer uh, in uh, this act break. All right. Let's do it. First of all, all right. actually, really quick, um, I, I because I'm looking at our Twitter now. Uh, last episode, I mentioned the idea that uh, the Amazon trio are always sunny. That, that idea came from our guest of the show, friend of the show, uh, Lindsay Ariel. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So yeah. I did want to mention that. So let's see. What do we got for questions? Um, here's one from mike donahue he says chris who would be involved in a sailor moon version of njpw's handsome battle sorry to jordan and guest for the wrestling question uh no i believe the handsome battle was uh kota ibushi the possessor of the most kissable lips in wrestling uh versus cody rhodes the son of a son of a plumber at uh this year's uh new japan wrestle kingdom which is the uh the january 4th show from the tokyo dome uh I get like I guess the question is just like who are the two most handsome boys in uh in Sailor Moon? So. And as we all know, uh Har- Haruka is one of them. Oh. <laughs> A handsome boy? Question mark? Sure. All right, I'll buy it. Uh and I guess Motoki, probably. Oh, poor Mot- poor Mamoru. Look, he's busy. He's got his own battles to fight. 
Poor Shingo. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Here's a question from Laura Forbes. How would you redesign Fisheye's Stay Puffed outfit? I don't know if I could answer this because... No! Why would you redesign it? <laughs> because it's ludicrous. But the thing is... That's why it's great! Well, that's the thing. I would look at... Okay, well, let's see. What's the inspiration? Well, let's look at what Hawk's eye is wearing. Let's look at what Tiger's eye is wearing. And the answer is crazy nonsense. So how how... Yeah. How can you possibly? I have no idea how to design something that's in line with those. Give give a child a, a bunch of multiple colored crayons and have them scribble, and then superimpose it on a body and have someone make it. Oh, what well, well, really? What you need is uh, razor blade earrings. <laughs> I like I I'm I'm looking up fisheye, and I think I'm spoiling future episodes for myself. Oh no! Because I wanted to know if there was like a um. Like in the way that all the Spectre sisters had, like a a definite high fashion, like specific high fashion inspiration. Like I was wondering if Fisheye's full body bubble goose was inspired by anything in the real world. It does not look like uh, any of it was. Oh, she has like a fish skeleton on the front of it. I never noticed that before. Have we? It's well, he. Oh, sorry, he. Right? Yep, yep, yep. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is that they made fish uh, fish's eye a, a woman in the dub. Yeah, they did. Which is right, like yeah, Zoe's they did. Yeah, which yeah. which I never really was able to stop saying she for Zoe. I probably will not remember for this either. I, I'm going to try. I'm sorry. I just I just want to make sure that like we get fish eyes pronouns correct because it's. I I still it, feel really bad about my confusion in that first episode of no, Super S. Okay, well. Well, I will I will say this. The show's from the 90s, so they don't necessarily... And it's Japan, so they don't necessarily have the same kind of, like, pronoun thing that people with different gender identities have to deal with mm-hmm. necessarily in English-speaking countries. But I will say later in some of the episodes, like, he, I, I call Fisheye a he because they kind of tease him sometimes about the way he is, and he doesn't seem to really care if they... The way for them when they talk about him as being a man and then saying, like, why are you like this, even though you're a man? He see his attitude seems to be like, whatever, I'm just going to do whatever I want. So if I had to say he had a particular program, I, I feel like he's the kind of person who would go by he and then not really care if you get confused. I don't know. That's just kind of the sense I get from the character. I could be wrong about that. I just need to look up Fisheye's Twitter account and, and see what's, <laughs> in the, what's in the profile. Yeah. Uh, what, what else do we have, Jordan? Uh, oh, also, it's a bad suit. Yes. It's a real bad suit. But again, I think it's what else could Fisheye look like, you know? Well, again, it, the fact that Tiger's Eye doesn't even have tiger print anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? They, they have nothing to do with their animals. So... Sure. Yeah. Like whatever they draw is fine. Um, here's a good one. Samantha wants to know if our beloved cookbook pairing actually put out a cookbook that they wrote together, what would be some of the recipes? Ooh, Aww, cute. that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it would all have to be like, it would have to be like math cake, right? <laughs> What's a math cake? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but like what, like we know that, uh, uh, Cook, Sailor Jupiter, likes baking. Yes. And we know that Book 
Sailor Mercury likes math, well, and that's the only thing like, she likes. St- study, study foods, <laughs> studying math and tall women. Like study, study fuel, uh, uh, brain foods, those kind of things. Oh yeah, like, like yeah, study snacks, maybe snacking kind of food. Uh, like like quick like study snacks to give you energy. Like oh, probably a lot of stuff with like nuts and like uh, like things you could eat while you were reading. That would be that would be kind of cool. Like study group yeah. with, with with enough for like a study group that would be kind of cool. yeah yeah that's that's some fun so so study snacks it, it would be study snacks the cookbook um, Nemo wants to know Jordan which of the scouts would be most likely to play an instrument and why is it Chibi on tambourine no <laughs> she's annoying that's why um, and the tambourine is not always annoying but sometimes uh, I think it would be Mina because I think Mina. Uh, would learn an instrument to, to further her fame. Don't you think Mina would insist on being the lead oh, singer? Oh, yeah, but I think she would learn either guitar or piano so she could do songs on her own. Well, uh, Ray, okay. Ray plays guitar. Oh, that's true. Ray, we already know plays. Yes. Ray plays guitar canonically. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And she wants to be a How songwriter. How is there not... If, okay, this is the difference between uh, American animation and Japanese animation. If this was an American show, there would 1 million percent be an episode where they had to form a band. Yes. <laughs> And they would get a gig I mean, immediately, do... and oh god, yeah. yeah, just like the Zach attack, just like the Archies, yeah, just like there the Archies. Are, there are other like music episodes, like the episode with Ray when she's doing the talent contest. Yeah. She sings, but no, there's no like band episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Here we go. Uh, let's go do, I guess, two or three more quick ones. Troll in Dungeon asks, have you guys watched Cardcaptor Sakura? With the new series coming, I'm super stoked, even though I've only seen one episode. I was blown away. So many nostalgic feelings came rushing back. Chris, I don't remember if you've watched it. I know I haven't. I have. You have. In fact. You uh, watch I, was, I watched it when it was on like Kids WB, and I did until recently. I just recently got rid of it. Uh, one of the like coolest like toys to get back to the subject of this episode uh, was they did like a full like reproduction of the cloud with all the cards in it. That wasn't like, you know, like looked exactly like it did on the show, but wasn't like a high end proplica. It was like something you could get at Kmart, you know, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I know that um, the Sailor Moon uh, uh, Twitter account and, and Tumblr that I follow um, Sailor Moon subs after she watched all of Sailor Moon, I think she got really into Cardcaptor Sakura as well. And I believe it's a, like the old series is now available on Crunchyroll or VRV or one of them, which makes it available. And I'm very curious to maybe revisit it. Are you going to watch this new one? Probably not. <laughs> okay. See, man, I mean, no, like, I've I, heard just because I don't about like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on Little Witch Academia. So, see, which is also very good. See, I was going to say, Amanda, I think we've discovered what happened. The reason Chris doesn't like this episode is because he just, you know, had to bring himself to that adult place of getting rid of all these toys that now he's like, ah, oh, childish things, childish things. See, you're just getting too old, Chris. <laughs> you're too old for this shit. <laughs> if, if by this shit you mean dating middle schoolers, yes. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> Blue Doom wants to know, uh, should a new Sailor Moon, uh, should new Sailor Moon comers, well, hold on, this is phrased worthy. That's bad. Should new Sailor Moon comers watch all the episodes or use a guide? In other words, skipping filler episodes and making oh. some arcs not as long, I'm looking at you, are. Um, hold on, hold on. I actually have done oh, this. Let's hear it. Um, I, I emailed you guys this in my original email while I wanted to be on the show. Mm-hmm. I've actually done episode guides for the whole 92 anime. I've, I've posted these That's awesome. online. Um, and so this is a question that I have 
pondered quite a lot personally. I mean, if I if I have to give my honest opinion, um, I do think you should watch all of them because it's that's the show. That's all of them. But it's kind of that's like the complete experience. But it's kind of like telling someone to watch all of Naruto or all of One Piece. Like there's just so many episodes yeah, to uh, watch. Your your thing was called a filler reduced viewing guide to Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. I posted that on uh there's a uh the there's uh you guys know the website Kotaku.com. Mm-hmm. Um it's like a big gaming news website. And they have like a little user community called Talk Amongst Yourselves, where the users can basically just post blog posts and they sometimes they share the good ones on the front page. So I started writing uh episode guides for like the uh for this anime because as i'm like a lifelong sailor moon fan and people my friends like ask me that all the time like you love it so much maybe i should watch it uh what should i do and then as as soon as i tell them oh well there's 200 episodes they go oh really (laughs) like (laughs) i don't want to watch 200 episodes i was thinking you know maybe something more like a regular anime season or something what if you wanted to experience 200 episodes but have them be three to four times longer then just listen to our podcast (laughs) Yeah, and, and have a bunch of, of like grumpy dudes involved. So honestly, if I could answer that question, I would say you know use my guide, I guess, because that's what I've written one, and that's what I would tell people to do. But if it's it's if the issue is that you're not sure what to do and you're not sure if you sh- need to watch all 200 episodes, then yeah, I would say use a guide. But because uh, there's so many episodes you can skip. Like there's just so many you don't need to watch that if if you're trying to get through the show you can't skip them so it's kind of depends on your needs I guess. What's episode eleven of Sailor Moon? I'm looking at your guide right now. Like you you have the bare essential episodes, which yeah. you have thirteen episodes of season one. Uh, yes. The first appearances of all the scouts and then like the the last bit. What? Yeah. Uh, and some stuff in the middle there. What is episode 11? Let's see. Episode 11 of this show was called... You guys heard about what happened at Tokyo Disney? Oh. <laughs> so I know exactly what episode that is. That why? shit's good. I mean, it's a good episode, but why Why would that be in the essential one? No, it's not. It's oh. it's listed as filler. But here's the thing. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show. I like filler yeah, episodes. They're fun, I think man. the filler episodes yeah. are the most fun. Yeah. I mean, and I say this in the article. Like, I say just because it's filler, it doesn't mean it's a bad episode. It just means that you can skip it. That's why I put a note next to that episode. Yeah. This is a good episode. Maybe watch it if you want to watch a good episode. But you're if you're trying to keep the number of episodes down, you can technically skip that one. I, uh, you don't technically have to watch it. And again, it, I think Chris and I have said this before. If you just want to see if you like Sailor Moon, watch the Sailor Moon R movie. Yeah. the Like, the R movie is perfect distilled sailor moon yeah with with the little cartoon at the beginning yes i, I think is also helps get across like fun. the feel of the show it's pretty fun yeah go to go to raleigh last year <laughs> uh, and watch it in that theater that served hamburgers let me see and let me see is there any news on the sailor moon s movie release date yet to hearts and ice yeah i did i did uh take my mom's vcr to goodwill this week too so did you get rid of the, the videotape or no? Oh, no, I still got the videotape. Okay, okay, okay. Those are here. Those are at my place. Okay, okay. Phew. Now, it looks like no news yet, unfortunately. I, I hope I hope it, I hope hope it they release it. It was so much fun going to see that one. Yeah. yeah, I would love to go see that one again. Like in the same movie theater kind of like experience. That was great. Uh, so yeah, any, one, let's do one last question and then get back to it. One last question. 
<laughs> well, the next one is pretty ridiculous, but I'll ask it. If the Sailor Scouts were all racehorses, what would each of their no. racing nicknames Too be? Too much horse. Too much horse. <laughs> Too much horse. I mean, you know, Grace Lightning. No. Too much horse. I refuse. We're getting back to the show. Okay. Supers stands for super sketchy. <laughs> that's that's their motto. That's the Amazon Trio's motto. So uh, let's see. So Sayori is walking down the street with Memoru. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to recap, in case you've forgotten this complicated plot, she's totally into him and he has a 15-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. And she does not believe that, that uh, she is actually his girlfriend or doesn't get it right <laughs> like okay because 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 that scene at the beginning i mean i can understand them not believing it because i'm trying to imagine now i'm 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 too old I, i'm 38 the idea that someone my age would be dating a high school girl is unbelievably criminal or i'm sorry a middle school girl but i'm trying to imagine being their age being 19 being 20 being 21 maybe and going over to a guy's house and him just really honestly being like, yeah, here's my 15-year-old girlfriend. Well, and the thing they say is they're like, oh, your girlfriends are very cute. Talking about the Usagis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they think it's a joke. Yeah, yeah they do. They think it's I guess a it's joke. like they think it's a bit, but if it is, it's some Andy Kaufman shit level. Of <laughs> Although, you know what? I just It's uh, Scott Pilgrim, right? Oh, no, no. She was in high school. He wasn't in middle school. Usagi's not even in high school. Yeah. She hasn't taken her high school test. Oh, that's despite that being the fucking season-long plot of last season. Although, wait, never got a resolution. Wait, 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 wait. How, is the the math work on this? Is, is their high school only three years or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. Middle school is only three years, and high school is only four, uh, three years. Okay, so they go to middle school later than we do. Yeah, like when when Usagi right now is technically a ninth grader. Okay, so by, by our I standards. was in high school at that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're walking along. Chibi and and Kobayashi see this happening. Yeah, they're stalking them because because well, they both don't want this to happen. And Kobayashi's like, yeah, there's they're like always voted the best couple <laughs> at school, which uh, is weird because they're yes. definitely not dating. Yeah, they're not dating, and apparently Mamoru's not shy about telling people he has a girlfriend. And we've yeah. been following Mamoru's story on and off for. F- three years and we've never heard a mention of her before yeah also memory did keep in mind did also date another 14 year old to whom yes. he, his destiny was not tied yeah well, that's true he's just a <laughs> sketchy had, dude I know it's, but i know that's just an anime thing well hold on hold on during that it was really not not to to minimize how creepy it is that he even considered that in the first place but the humor of that entire mini arc with ray was that ray was being super aggressive towards him and ray was like doing the big anime sweat drop the whole yeah. time granted he never told ray to go away yeah that's true <laughs> he didn't he didn't do the thing any reasonable adult would do but it was still kind of a thing that ray was trying to make happen it went on multiple dates it did they went on multiple dates yes <laughs> so, but he wasn't uh, a good boyfriend so kobayashi no. is like he's, kobayashi. A terrible boyfriend. Kobayashi he's, been, like, he's always been a terrible boyfriend a little bit <laughs> 
So Kobayashi he's a is like, husband too, and a terrible father as although well. Although I don't know, I, I he's in a competition with Molly for who's worse because again, she almost left a guy, left her boyfriend because a guy was sick. Anyway, uh, was Co- dying. Let's he was dying. Let's give her that at least. No, that's still fucked no. up. That's still that terrible. That still makes no sense. Anyway, no Kobayashi sense. is walking along with Chibi, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I really wish that she did have, a, I really wish that Mamoru did have a real girlfriend, because then I'd have a shot with Sayori. What? What a crazy reveal that he actually is into her, as if none of us had saw that coming. <laughs> and then Chibi goes... Why doesn't, why doesn't Chibi Yusa just go, he does have a real girlfriend? It's the 15-year-old he was hanging out with. Because she doesn't want Memoru to go to jail. She doesn't want to blow up the spot. No, instead what she does is she says, don't give up, and does like a cheerleading chant for him. Uh, go for it, go for it, go Miyashi. So back at the toy store. <laughs> back uh, at the toy place. Exciting. Still undecided. We we need to di- we need to discuss this in real seriousness because we we glossed uh-huh. over it last episode last like which one's half better the, episode. the hippo or the horse yes yes okay it's the hippo I say I, uh, I, I think it's the I hippo, like the horse probably. I think I like the horse because he's got that cute little yarn puffball of hair on the top of his mm. head I think that's cute I think they're both cute they're- I I totally understand Usagi's played here because they're both super adorable and I would totally buy both of them they're both extremely awful <laughs> I'd go with the hippo <laughs> um, in the dub they call it a donkey a pink donkey it looks it like a donkey look a little more donkeyish yeah it's just because it has buck teeth I mean the hippo has both buck teeth too so anyway these are like buck teeth toys. So Chibi rolls in and she's like, hey, uh, well, she says a bunch of bunch of words. First of all, she says, hey, uh, he's with Sarah right now and she's sexier than you, which is yes. a what? wild yes. thing to say to your mom. If you well, yes, <laughs> to your teen mom. Yeah, he, he she's just is like, if you think that that you can just take his love for granted, you are you've got another thing coming. She's prettier than you, she's more mature than you, she's sexier and she's smarter than you. I wish that she was my mother, but I know that's not how this shit works. So you have to get out there and get your man back. He also <laughs> says, you two are as different as night and day, and you're the night. Ah. Which I, she should be like, you mean I'm like the cooler one? The moon. Like, I'm the, the, the yeah, moon? Like, I'm I'm the moon. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to know what they <laughs> translated that to in the dub? Oh, please. What? You two are as different as chalk and cheese. What? There's a <laughs> phrase I've never heard before. No, that is a phrase. That is a phrase. What? I, I believe. Really? I think the way that it got in here is, I believe it's a British slang thing, which may be filtered to, ca- uh, to Canada. Let's see. And therefore to Cloverway. I googled it. Uh, it it's it doesn't say what country it's from. Oh no, it's I guess Britain. Yeah, um, and it's saying it means that things are superficially alike but different in substance. They are actually not superficial. So this is not used correctly in this case. No, they are not at all superficially alike. Usagi has way better hair. <laughs> um, I'm on Wiktionary, which is giving me information, and there's got two pictures, and the captions of the pictures. One of them is chocolate, uh, is, is, cho- is chalk, and one of them is cheese. On the cheese picture, it says some cheeses look superficially like chalk, and then on the giant picture of chalk uh it says the surface of chalk may look like cheese but it is actually harder than most cheeses that's very true it's also not cheese <laughs> it's also you probably should not eat it 
<laughs> also, it's composed of different materials. <laughs> um, and it's funny because the synonyms that they list are apples and oranges and night and day. And it's like, no, that doesn't mean that at all. Because they're also not, those are things that are just completely different. There's no similarity. I mean, apples and oranges are, are similar. They are fruits. I mean, could this, I guess. could this be like an old timey thing where maybe chalk wasn't like the little cylindrical things that we know it as and maybe more of like a well, chunk of something that could maybe be Yeah, that's be what they're talking about. Okay. They're right. definitely talking about like a big, like the, the picture of chalk I mentioned is like a giant picture of a Like a rock of cliff. chalk. With yeah. weightlifting chalk. Right, right? okay. Yeah. No, no, it's like a cliff it's it's a cliff face. I'm not kidding. This is so much time spent on this phrase. Moving on. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's important. Usagi's like, hey, I don't doubt memory's love for me, because I've been to the fucking future. Things are gonna work out. Yeah, she fakes her out. She cries for like 30 seconds and then goes, fooled ya. I love that about this scene. You know, I, and we're gonna probably get into this when we get into the rest of the episode later. But what the reason I love this episode so much, not just because of the adorable hippo versus donkey thing, but because that's the kind of thing that you would read in the manga, because that's how their relationship is in the manga. It's like, no, of course I don't not trust him. Like, he's... That's who my, that's my guy. I, I don't not trust it's, him. That's the whole basis of our the, this story is that we trust each other and love each other. The problem is it's there's the so most many, mature moment in the series. Yeah, the, in the episode. The problem is there's so many other episodes in the '92 anime where Usagi is clearly jealous and worried that Memoru is getting is going to cheat on her. So this moment is good, but it is not consistent with other episodes. Yeah, that's true. in the show. So. Um. So next up is a scene where Mamoru gets to be a dunce again. <laughs> <laughs> oblivious, oblivious dunce. So him and Sayori are sitting on some steps out in the memorial park. She has what what the, we find out what what she dragged him out to was to help her buy a necktie for the man that she has a crush on. Um and so he's like, "Yeah, you know, I hope he likes that that necktie that you that you bought." Uh who is this guy? Tell me about him. I don't, I don't, I want to know what he's like because I want to know about the kind of guy that you'd fall in love with. And of course she's like, Oh my God. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, cause you're my friend, you know? And that upsets her. And so then she says, do you think it's so odd? And he goes, what the necktie pattern? Because <laughs> he's a dumbass, and he's, he's a real fucking. Dead he shit. still doesn't get it that she's crushing on him. Uh, and before she can say anything more, uh, like you said, the long red-haired Joker shows up. <laughs> yeah, Tiger's eye shows up and is like, "What time is it now?" <laughs> Which is pretty good. One, two, three time. Uh, yeah, it's one, two, three time. She gets the one, two, three, uh, and then she's like, "Hey." This is a crime, which is the first time anyone has ever pointed that out. And I think that's fucking hilarious. Now, this part is very crazy to me because then Mamoru tries to stop this. You know, he's a nice guy. You mean you mean Mamoru, the superhero? Yeah, but he doesn't transform. He doesn't want to blow his identity. Uh, he he, right. tr- he. But this is the part where I wrote down: He is lucky he is not dead because Tiger's Eye throws 27 fucking (laughs) daggers at him but rather than Uh murdering this guy which i don't know why he doesn't no offense i mean i love him or i'm glad he doesn't get murdered but he 
Tiger's Eye just goes, I'm not going to murder this it guy. It doesn't make sense why he didn't just stab him. <laughs> he just, he pinned him to the ground <laughs> by his clothes. So all he these threw knives are... hard enough to embed them in concrete <laughs> also. At least concrete. At least concrete, which, which, if not marble. Fair, the other guy throws roses hard enough to embed them in concrete. And yes. that's... It's, uh... But he but he threw them so precisely as to pin him down by his jacket and his pants and not hurt him. Yeah, in the like slightest. circus style. Almost. And just give him a, a halo. Yeah. Yes, her circus style. Exactly, circus style. Yes. Yeah, Black Moon circus style. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. She goes. You're assaulting us. Stop it, or you'll make your crimes worse. I'm a. My day job is I'm I'm a actually a lawyer, so that that line just made me lose it when I was watching this yesterday. So, <laughs> it's so is this illegal? Has he is, really is done this anything? Illegal? I mean, if you, if you... so what did she say that it was assault? Yes, yes, assault. Okay, well, assault is when you make someone you you scare someone into thinking they're going to get hurt, right? So if you oh. point a if you point a gun at someone, that's assault. If you actually shoot them, that's like a battery. That's like the difference between assault and battery. Oh, so wow. if, so I think throwing knives at someone counts as assault, and it just so happened that you were throwing knives in a way that they're pinned to the ground through concrete. Like, but the initial throwing of the knives probably counts. <laughs> Now, what crime is it when you pull someone's soul mirror out and stick your head into their beautiful dreams? What's that? I think forcing yourself into someone's beautiful dream is not not a good thing. Not recommended. No, no. I, I mean, I don't know that that's that's going to be a little. That's going to be a, a new one for the courts to figure out. Maybe. I think. I think uh, going back to what I spend every night doing right now, the SVU is going to have to handle this case. I save it for another podcast, or. <laughs> God, you've been at that one for like 26 years. Anyway, uh, um, people have asked me because I've been watching all of SVU, are you going to do an SVU podcast? And I was like, listen, I, the, part of me would enjoy that, but I just don't feel comfortable joking about SVU episodes yeah. for an hour and a half every day. Like it just, uh, I, pr I don't recommend that to myself. So I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's basically what you're doing this week. Uh, yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> so uh, Tiger's Eye sticks his head into the soul mirror. And uh, claims that Sayori has dreams of infinite sense of justice. Okay. Uh, okay. Because oh, she's going to be commissioner. Right, right, right. Right. She's going to be a cop. Uh, so then uh, Sailor's Moon and Chibi Moon show up uh, and give him a speech uh, about how they will uh, punish him. Oh. Go, go on. No, I was kidding. Like, that was not surprising because they do that every week. Yeah. And then uh, we get this week's monster, who I love. Do you? She Pretty is funny. amazing. I love her. She's great. She's so good. Puko. This is Puko, the balloon lady. <laughs> balloon lady. She's so wonderful. And oh, she, my God. She puffs herself out of the shadow. <laughs> and for most of her appearance... Is a sphere with a face <laughs> and sphere uh, with and, an anime face and, and hands and, <laughs> yeah. and feet. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> uh, She's pretty funny. Yeah, because what she does is she covers your nose and mouth like a plastic bag to suffocate you to death, which is terrifying. Horrifying. That's, a, that's the realest shit one of these monsters has ever pulled. So, so by the way, uh, also. You pointed this out. We should mention it again, though. You pointed it out last week. 
they, they've totally abandoned the whole let's use beautiful dreams as a plot to get draw out pegasus because tiger's eye when he sees the pegasus isn't in there just goes cool uh balloon girl balloon lady you handle this i'm out yeah there's nothing even to handle like handle what yeah. who cares you don't have to kill these I people mean, it, it it makes sense that all they really need to do is get sailor moon to show up so they can bait out pegasus right it doesn't actually matter if the people they're checking has Pegasus in them or not, but they seem to have just completely forgotten that entire concept. They, they have not put it together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, and also, Madame Zirconia's, like, big thing about, like, giving them an ultimatum. Yeah. yeah. And Tiger's Eye being, like, really worried, being like, well, you can explain this to the boss when we're done, when it fucks up. No, doesn't happen. I guess Hawkeye did explain it, and it was satisfactory. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, Puka the Balloon Lady uh, is smothering chibius to death which again kind of terrifying uh then just decides to abandon that and try to kill well, no. uh Moon gets her off of her does she because i thought she just jumped um maybe no she she doesn't sailor moon doesn't pull her off oh really yeah because yeah she she's not strong enough so then why does she jump off i have no idea yeah. which which also is weird that sailor moon is not strong enough because she is a balloon <laughs> yes so she goes for sayori which by, by definition very light she goes for sayori for no reason because again it doesn't matter you don't have to kill these people like none of this fight matters it's not like you're taking out their hearts yeah no yeah so, so it's going for sayori then it sees memoru pinned to the stairs and she goes, ooh, I'd, I'd much rather do that guy. Yeah, good news, everyone. <laughs> if you've wanted to see a horny balloon, <laughs> I have some extremely good news. What I like about what's about to happen, Chris, is that it's basically a parody of a real fight. Because this is a thing that happens a lot in Sailor Moon, is someone is threatened and they're, the person who loves them takes the damage for them, jumps in yes. front. Yes. <laughs> like this is Memoru has done this a lot for Yusagi. He has been stabbed uh -huh. with lots of things that should have uh -huh. stabbed her. So now there's a balloon <laughs> heading for Memoru's face. I wish they would have done it like Crystal Clear Destiny, where like we got a silhouette <laughs> and, like, stopped, and like echoes, but instead it's just like Usagi jumps on face first. Usagi jumps on top of him. So that she, which, which also she could have like faced Mamoru in this, in this jump. Yeah, that's true. And not almost died. So she yeah. just. I mean, Puko probably would have just started crushing both of them underneath her. If yeah. she faced Yeah, down. but I don't think. I think by facing think... upwards, she's like holding her back and up with her arms, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Puka's crushing them. I think she's just suffocating them, right? Because we see, like, the close-up of Usagi's face, and she's got, like, the plastic on her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. How heavy is she? Is she made out of, like, a thin latex rubber balloon? Or are we talking, like, a big, like, something heavy? Well, I think she's got strength to her, regardless of how heavy yeah. she is. She has strength, but we, yeah. like, we can see, like, she's very clearly, like, thin, because we can see Usagi's face clearly That's true. Yeah, her. you can see through her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. No, unfortunately, P wait, Puko, Puko the balloon lady. Well, no, uh, hold on. Jumped. Puko, okay. Puko thinks this is also 
romantic and literally starts crying. Yeah, she loves this. Over the fact that Misaki <laughs> is sacrificing herself from a Just eyes, eyebrows, a mouth, and tiny little hands and feet. She's wonderful. She should be our next pin. I love her. Oh my god, please do that. Please. I don't know. What do you think? Let's actually, go, we should pick our favorite monster and make a pin of our favorite monster. Yes. Right into us. Right into us. Um, you don't want juggling boobs. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, um, unfortunately, uh, Puka the Balloon Lady has thrown herself at a person covered in knives. <laughs> well, he's pinned. There's nothing yeah. he can do. But there is one thing he can do, which is he could completely blow it before he gets up. Because guess what? So Yusagi gets knocked unconscious by unable yeah, to get Yusagi to die. <sighs> That's true. All right. Well, she's not dead, but fine. He waits for her to pass out. And then he fucking blows her secret identity. He calls her Yusako, uh, which Sayori is just awake enough to hear and goes, Yusako. Oh, now I understand that that girl is Sailor Moon. Um, that's not the first person in history to put extremely basic details together. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's, she's training to be the police commissioner. So. Oh, well, and, and a better one than the Sailor V one, apparently. Yeah. So, so, you, know, you know how we always talk about how like shocking and surprising it is whenever there's like real violence. Yes. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Sailor Moon. Yes. Like whenever any, anybody actually gets like punched or kicked, Memoru finally ter- like realizes that it's just going through his jacket, which is unzipped, so he can just like, like his jacket costs money. He's like Jesus Christ! How much am I going to buy a new jacket? Come on, <laughs> he can just slip out of his jacket, which he does. <laughs> then he grabs one of those knives, which is again embedded in concrete. And I guess Memoru's the fucking king of England now because he just pulls that shit right out of the stone. And then he stabs the balloon monster in the kidneys. It is so good. Yeah. I I I mean, Neil Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York going, that's a kill. It's amazing. Just the the look on his face and, like, the way it's animated, the way he just kind of thrusts (laughs) it directly into her side, like, very haphazardly. It's so great. I mean, they get away with it because she's a giant balloon, but it's very violent. (laughs) I I really want a scene where memory is like, huh, knives. (laughs) I've been throwing flowers. I can just get, they sell knives everywhere. So yeah, uh, then Puka the balloon lady deflates, and I like I stood up and clapped because Puka the balloon lady's true form is a sexy lady, of course, with a balloon nozzle on her head—not nozzle, but like a you know the little part yeah. you blow in—and uh, she tapes herself up. And then starts to reinflate herself. Again, some for everybody. We got foot tickling. We got ladies being inflated. We got, we got everything you want. Suffocation. Suffocation. And horses. And horses. <laughs> and last last week, uh, 15 milkshakes. So so Sailor Moon does her, does her move. Well, I also love that um, Puka is manually reinflating herself. Like, it's not yeah. her power. It's like an like, air she pump. Has, she has to blow herself up with an air pump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Twinkle Yell happens. Here comes Pegasus. Who gives a shit? Then Moon Gorgeous Meditation happens. It's awesome, as usual. Uh, honestly, like, maybe the best-looking attack that we have ever seen. And then stage out. Yep. Then uh, stage out right to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they run over to... Uh... Do they run over to... No, they don't. They run over to Mamoru. They, they don't give a shit about <laughs> no, Sayori. No, no. Yeah. Who cares? 
they run over to, to help Momoro. He's fine. They get to look at each other lovingly. Chibi gets to rest assured that they're definitely going to bone and she'll be alive. It'll be fine. <laughs> yep, that's um, and, what happens. And Sayori gets to like go, I get it now. I get it. I get it. And, you know, I right. just, I know you're not into the miracle romance, especially in the 92 anime. I com- th- I think that's completely legitimate. But as someone who likes it in the manga and feels like this episode is closer to, like, the tone and the feeling of how they are in the manga, I just really like this moment of the two of them on the stairs, like, just, you know, being who they are. I don't know. I like it. I think it's cute. I do really like the moment of Sayori going, like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. She's Sailor Moon. She protect like she's obviously like not just this girl. Like she's there's there's hidden depth to her. It's like someone right. finding out, you know, Peter Parker's Spider-Man and getting yeah. it. You know? Yeah. But that's I, why a supermodel married him. Yeah. <laughs> but I also feel like the epi- like again, the episode did not have to go the route it did to get to this point. Oh no, the the, the it's great. This the super has frequently does many things it doesn't have to do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we don't need Pegasus at all. No, for example. So so Sayori so goes back to college with uh with uh Brony Franzoni, and uh, talk about what he's wearing again, Chris, because he's wearing a new outfit now. Oh, he's got he's got that uh brown pants, blue like he's like a it looks like a blue sweater with a pink sweater over it but i guess no it's no it's a, a powder blue shirt. shirt it's a shirt and tie yeah 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 and a pink sweater loose. tied around his shoulders it's not what you want to wear under a sweater it's billowy no. so he goes and talks to her and, he, and he's like oh so you and memorial eh? and she's like no 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 it's not like that um by the way here's this gift i guess i'll give it to you it's better than giving it to nobody, which was my other option. It's so throwing it away. here's a gift I bought for someone else that I like, but you can have it because I was gonna throw it away. The beginning of a wonderful romance. <laughs> Fuck off everyone on this show. <laughs> and they live happily ever after. Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. And that is where the episode ends. Oh, so it's time for us to uh, talk about what we learned from this episode. And uh, Amanda, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? It is not against the law to uh, <laughs> nail someone to a giant piece of wood and make some kind of strange ethereal dream mirror come out of their chest. Because as far as I know, I can't think of a single law that would break. Can you think of maybe any other laws that were broken in this episode? Uh, Some other things yeah, that are illegal? Yeah, I can think of a few. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, not, I can think not of in this episode. <laughs> because dating is not illegal. <laughs> Jordan. The, well, I'm just saying. The actual dating part is not illegal. Unfortunately, Jordan. that's probably true. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? Besides that, uh, that, that uh, never mind. <laughs> Chris thought of a joke that even he could not bring himself to say. That was pretty wonderful. Um, I learned that uh, despite appearances, most chalks are harder than most cheeses. It's true. That's very true. Uh, Yeah. Not all of them, but most of them. How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned that 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 you two have some uh, some pretty interesting ideas about things (laughs) that I do not agree with. I think I made my position pretty clear. I mean, I, uh, honestly, to be I, like, 
I'm looking at this through the context of where the real Sailor Moon to me is the manga. Uh And I I kind of actually agree with pretty much everything you said. But the reason I like this episode is because it feels like the way I wish the show was. (laughs) Does that make sense? I like I just wish they hadn't gone. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's acting childish even by Usagi standards is the thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily think so. I she's pretty fucking childish a lot so. of the time. Also, like, Again. also the whole like, no, I want to sit on his lap. Uh, yes, they didn't have to animate his lap like like the way they did. Well, that was a weird. You're right. That was a weird choice. But again, I think that you're, and I know you keep going, yeah. But the context, yes, the context was designed to make her to show this is the worst time for her to be her childish self. But I think she is just as childish when she's kicking her feet on her kitchen floor and when she's, you know, drowning her, her daughter in the bathtub or. (laughs) But there's so many, if it's going to be presented in a context where Sayori and Kobayashi have not seen 131 episodes of this show. No, No, Sayori they haven't Kobayashi, at all. Yeah. As characters don't know that she's the moon pr- Kobayashi no. still doesn't. No. Like Sayori <laughs> at the end of this episode gets it and is like, okay, she's Sailor Moon. Uh There's I get more that going on here. Yeah. Kobayashi is just going around being like, so you're not dating Mamoru because he's actually dating that 15-year-old? <laughs> yeah. No. That's yeah. not a like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for us to be asked to see it in the context of these two characters encountering it for the first time and having Usagi presented to us the way she is in this episode asks us to stop ignoring or or to focus on the thing that we have decided to accept because it's the premise of the show. Like again, like it's, it's to me, it's like having somebody do batman's taxes now i have a question wait, for you wait 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 what's wrong with somebody okay. doing batman's taxes i'm so confused actually oh, because, yeah like, what how because 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 if you total up what a rocket car costs oh. and alfred alfred's oh, salary okay. All right. and and jet maintenance and like just no it's just it, it's just the utility belt it's just the utility belt. you don't need to worry gotcha. about okay. it don't think about it well let me ask you a question chris if 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 the show had not made Mamoru a college student for no apparent reason, which everyone I think everyone can agree that's not a good change from the manga, right? It it, it seems to serve no purpose and it's a change for the negative. If they had not done that, and this was um two of and Mamoru was in high school, and this was two of his fellow private school high school classmates who are dressing nice because they're rich kids and everything else was the same in this episode do you think it would be better would it would it sit better for you it like is the actual problem the overall problem of the 92 anime of memory being too old is that the problem or is it actually this episode i think that's part of the problem but i think the the larger individual problem of this episode is usagi usagi not just being you know silly and and goofy and you know you know taking the easy way out and, and the things that we that we genuinely like about her character but having it amplified to create a bigger contrast like yeah. i think the better version of this episode is that you know uh they go out to dinner or they come over and Usagi's there, but she's clumsy or she's ditzy or she's, you know, 
silly much much like the uh the episode where she goes to the the college party minus the part where she gets drunk uh and, and so and Samari has to be like what does he see in her she's a goofball and then and we are in on the dramatic irony of knowing that usagi's not just a goofball she's the the moon pudding moon pudding is probably what we should do for a pin but we, um, we did that as a ooh, shirt yeah. though we did do that as a shirt uh but but knowing like knowing that there is a lair to usagi that no one gets to see outside of these other eight people that, that, you know, this like Mamoru and the sailor senshi know Usagi on a different level than her, you know, for lack of a better term being like just another like silly person, you know, like, and, and having the contrast be like, Mamoru is so serious. Mamoru is so smart. Mamoru is, you know, handsome. Why is he wasting his time with this flighty, klutzy ditzy girl and sayori like like being like i'm a much better match for him because i'm also serious i'm also smart i'm also this and this and this that is a better version of this story that does not put a laser focus on the age difference yeah which is what this episode does yeah i agree i i think without the age difference even if you had left everything the same even the stuff where she's acting really over the top would not sting as much as it would without the age difference yeah yeah and the fact that the fact that um we literally see sayori and kobayashi equating usagi's relationship with mamaru to Chibiusa's relationship with memory, which is very childish and very silly and yeah. very like, you know, six year old, uh, I'm going to marry daddy, you know, like to, to have the like two characters from outside this relationship show up who haven't been through all this stuff, who haven't seen the Sailor Moon R <laughs> movie uh, show up and be like, oh, right. Th th this is the exact same. They're they're Not only are they the same as each other, their relationship to him is the same as each other. It asks a question the show doesn't need to ask. Oh, yeah. I I mean I can agree with you. I, I really I I personally think the bigger issue is the completely nonsense age difference. So maybe we're kind of agreeing with each no, other. It, yeah. No, yeah. Like, I mean I I agree with you. Like yeah. it's because it all because it all fuels how they see it. It's yeah. like having Motoki say I would never date a fourteen year old. It, it totally changes <laughs> the context and the tone of the episode with him being way too old. Yeah. If he was a little bit younger, if he was still in high school, the the like the way he's supposed to be. I think the episode would probably sit a lot better. I well, in addition, I mean, you talk about the context changing how how old she seems. He, he same is true for him. He seems older in this episode because, again, even when you were being generous, you said maybe eighteen, nineteen, twenty, nineteen or twenty. He seems way more mature than a nineteen or twenty year old. Yeah, he seems like he's in, not in college. He seems like he's in law school. But right. see, he he's kind of like that in the manga, though. That's kind of who he is in the manga. So manga Mamoru is totally different from anime Mamoru, right? Manga Mamoru mm. is that responsible person. He is that person who is, a, is still in high school and is incredibly, impossibly cool, like, so level-headed, like, uh, so mature. Uranus. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. He, very similar. So even then, I think even that aspect of this episode would still work better if they had just kept him the age he's supposed to be. Because then <laughs> then it makes more sense for his classmates who would then be high school students to be like, wow, this guy's so cool and so mature. He lives by himself and his house is so clean. Wow. What a cool guy. Even that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, and we've had people... 
when we when we were joking about what the show would be like if memory was also 14 like we've had people like writing in and tweeting at us like defending the age difference as being part of this like very uh teen girl power fantasy of being like you know and and uh, even like an older boy would, like, me and, and protect me like we've had people defending it i don't know if i necessarily no, agree with that you still get that if he's in high school yeah, yeah, but you still get it if he's in high school. Yeah, you still get it if he's seventeen. Yeah, if he, if he's you know sixteen, like like Haruka, who is sixteen, like who's like going around going like, yeah, I'm sixteen. I also own my own sports car. Exactly. Yeah, and a helicopter. Come on, and a helicopter. Don't sell her short. But you know, again, like Jordan, nobody nobody needs to talk about why the lightsabers only go out with three feet. You know, that's, no one needs to talk about what stops the lightsabers. I like. I don't. I think that's a very different thing. I feel like it's a very different thing. I don't because it's part of the premise that you have to accept. It's 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 fun. It's more uncomfortable because it's a thing that happens in real life. But it's certainly like a part of the show that you have. Like, if you're gonna sit down and watch Sailor Moon, or, or read Sailor Moon, you gotta ex- like for all of our jokes about it. You have to accept Memory and Usagi belong together. Yeah, that's a key. Like that is irrefutable. They belong together. They need to be together for the show to work. You have to accept it. Like even if you, you know, even if you don't like it, and even if you want to like write the fanfic where Sagi gets together with Ray, or he doesn't know Saya yet. <laughs> you have to buy in the premise. And underlining this huge problem with the premise in the show is bad. That's that's all. That's where I'm at. In the '92 anime. In the '92 anime. In the manga, it's great. <laughs> Manga actually takes the time to make it believable and build it up and keep them characterized. But which, which again, I think is probably something Naoko Takeuchi thought about, yeah. but Ikuhara didn't. Yes, absolutely. Ikuhara is on record saying he hates Memoru. He was trying to kill him off as at every opportunity during Sailor Moon R that he possibly could. He actually wanted to remove him from the show. He did not like him. So it is just a difference in direction, I guess. Like a difference yeah. in perspective. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. We've had a lot of discussion. Yeah. yeah. I told you there would be a lot of to- lots to talk about for this one. Well, you, there would be a lot to talk about too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like overall, I would say like this is a skippable one in <gasps> every way. Yeah. You know what? I think this episode is actually on my, my recommended filler list for Super S. But let me tell you, it's only because I had to come up with some filler episodes to recommend because... <laughs> Supress is just so bad. I thought it was fun. It, there's a lot of funny stuff in it. I, I guess, like, okay, you know what? You know what? I guess you know what the difference is. The, here's what the difference is. I guess you're talking about like uh, you're talking about uh, the lightsabers and the, the 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 Superman stuff. I think it's more akin to they're pushing. They're they're going. How far can we push this? How 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 far along are you willing to go along with that? You've already gone along with that. Now we're gonna make you really go along with it it would be more like if like it was a, a superman story where the entire story is all about like that people can't recognize him with his glasses like that's going to be the main thrust and like all the episode is going to be about is how glasses really change things <laughs> and it's like yeah we've all accepted that we've already accepted that and it's like yeah well now you're going to really need to accept it because we're going to fucking really hammer this yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just felt a little uh, different to me but i don't know but i mean it was like, fun I not only it was fun. is it not only does it deal with that but like also it it goes backwards on the madame zirconia stuff yeah that's the, true yeah like pegasus like pegasus shows up but is not like it forgets that the dude is looking for pegasus 
because he doesn't even wait around for it to show up like tiger's eye pieces out as soon as the thing starts he was just like yeah. well she's, he's not in there I, I have no reason to expect that he'll show up well except every other attempt he's shown up don't you think nah can't you make an effort pretty ridiculous uh so before we get out of here Amanda, please tell everyone where you can be found online, should you wish to be found. So I am at on Twitter at, at Lambda Power. So that's Lambda like the Greek letter, power. Oh, okay. and that's it. Yeah, the, I'm not really anywhere else. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> I spend all my time on Twitter. <laughs> and where can everybody find us? You can Jordan? find our show on Twitter at Sailor Business. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore mason he does a zillion podcasts like for example the morphin grid kingdom smarts uh pokemon world tour pokemon world tour united hard reboot cool kids table specter is that all of them i think that's all of them. i think it's all of them and you know sailor business jake get some sleep man we're worried <laughs> that's all we're just worried yeah yeah where can they find you though uh, everybody can find me on uh, at uh, the-isb.com that has links to everything. You can also uh, email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at the show at sailorbusiness. Uh, you can back the show patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. And you can always go on to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating or oh, review. Yeah. That will actually help people find the show. Or if you really want to help us out finding new listeners and you like the show and you have friends who have not listened and you think they might like it, Tell them about it. Tell a friend to to give Sailor Business a listen. Uh, if you don't think they'll like it, don't bother because I don't think I don't think we're here to make anybody like Sailor Moon. <laughs> Not with episodes like this. No. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week with uh, episode one hundred and thirty three of Sailor Moon, which is called <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> which is called Artemis is cheating. Enter the mysterious kitten. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Can you just forget what you just saw? How do you do? Hmm.